we're in real trouble. Look what's happened just in the Midwest with these storms that come through and wipe out entire sections and counties in Iowa. Uh, I don't know how else to start this episode, so I'll just say President Death Watch. We're all watching closely. We all we all know it's coming. <laughs> the president's yeah. going to die very soon. In the words of Trinidad James, he he popped a Molly. He's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rock Hard Caucus. It's Iowa's favorite podcast. We talk about news and politics and culture and all that crap. My name is Justin. Uh, I'm here again with Evan and Stella. Greetings and salutations. Hey. Two of my smartest, bestest friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's way too much credit. Yeah, but thank your you. check's in the mail, Justin. <laughs> that's right. Stella pays me to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're just the ones who say yes when you ask. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we mentioned on a few previous episodes that we'd be covering the upcoming presidential debate. And uh, it took us several days to actually get our schedules together to actually record something about the debate. And the debate happened almost a week ago. And pretty much everything that's happened since then has been a lot more interesting and uh, (laughs) potentially uh, consequential than the debates. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. uh, Yeah. As usual, the debate was irrelevant <laughs> i think it might part. actually be good context though to like look back on it in the context yeah. of new events <laughs> yeah yeah uh so it's right now it's october 5th and the debate was uh, september 30th i think last tuesday it was tuesday yeah oh my god no that was the 29th i took the notes on september 30th so yeah i guess we can i can start like talking about the notes that i took on the debate and then we uh i watched it with uh chuck and natalie on discord and yeah it was a laugh riot it was uh (laughs) one of the you know most interesting experiences of my life yeah It, it was both everything that i expected it to be and also so much more you know it just it really it really hit the spot honestly (laughs) i would like you know if memory serves i think evan your prediction for the debate was that it would kind of culminate in sort of the american public sucking on the teat of democracy in a in a beautiful (laughs) vision for the future very of a chernobyl cow that's right yeah (laughs) i do not think your prediction came true though (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, some people tried to spin Joe Biden's performance as that, <laughs> you know, he, he showed up and he, he stood there <laughs> and he, yes. he, took, he took it like a champ. Uh, Did what but... needed to be done. <laughs> he stood up to the bully. Yeah. He put him in his place. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe people earnestly feel that way about <laughs> what they saw that night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that he uh, pretty much uh, stayed within, you know, a couple percentage points of expectations throughout the entire <laughs> entire yeah, thing. Yeah, it was pretty much how I expected him to be. Just he yeah. had some present. moments of coherency, and he had some <laughs> moments where he was not sure where he was, and he had some moments where he didn't know what to say to Trump <laughs> because he kept interrupting him. Yeah, the "Will you shut up, man?" 
mm-hmm. the the thing that people are trying to like sloganize now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are treating that moment like it was like Uncle Badass is back. He put on <laughs> right. he put on the sunglasses. He told he put on the aviators. To, yeah, to yeah. shut his fucking trap. But <laughs> cowboys going on one more ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. To me, it was like, oh, this is like how my grandma was when we started noticing her Alzheimer's. Like for real, like it's like you just sort of mutter to yourself because you're irritated at the noise that's around you. Yeah. I mean, I I would say he didn't look any different than any of the primary debates. (laughs) You know, like I don't, I don't think you can uh, chart a clear course there, (laughs) but you know, Mm -hmm. he is who he is, you know, it was, it was an irritable old man. It wasn't like, A strong hero fighting back against. Well, the... he started the debate just laughing a lot. Like whenever Trump interrupted <laughs> oh, him, yeah, yeah, he yeah. started out yeah. just laughing, and then after a certain amount of time, he yeah, transitioned more to just sort of like when he was just doing like that scoff and smirk routine. That was like um, his VP debate against Paul Ryan, basically. Mm-hmm. And back then, that that kind of thing. It worked really well for him, at least like media wise. I remember, yeah, I remember when that debate occurred. And I mean, Paul Ryan is very different from Donald Trump in a lot of ways. And I mean, just so much has changed since then. But I remember, you know, granted, I had had a lot of uh, liberal Kool-Aid at the time. But I remember thinking (laughs) like Biden destroyed (laughs) Paul Ryan, like, in that debate, it's just crazy how only a few years ago he seemed so much more formidable and like the expectations that he needed to meet to be considered like to have performed adequately, which is just stay standing up for like mm-hmm. two hours. Yeah. There's even a clip of him from like 2016 after Hillary lost that where he like yeah. pretty like clearly explains why Hillary lost and like yeah. in a not exactly, I mean, pretty spot on way. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's Mm -hmm. definitely, I don't know. It's sad, man. I mean, it kind of reminds me of um, that Simpsons episode where Homer's skull, it like is discovered to be extra thick. So all he has to do is like stand, stay standing in the ring while other boxers just like get like tire of punching him in the head. And that's his strategy. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much his entire career because he's ran for president so many times and failed for various reasons, you know. Yeah. You know, I've never been a fan of his, but... He is where he is now uh, just because of his endurance, not for any particular talents. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on. Uh, So the beginning of the debate, debate, they just started broadcasting. (laughs) They announced that the the audience has agreed to be silent. (laughs) And already I was laughing. <laughs> it's not even the audience, it's just like the gallery, basically. Like Yeah. Right. All five there's people. Like, yeah, there's like maybe forty people in the room. <laughs> Trump and Biden take the stage. The first words that we hear from either candidate. Did either either of you remember this? I definitely remember Biden's cause I he's such a jive turkey sometimes. Like I don't know if he thinks he's some kind of beatnik. He's not, but his 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 entrance. <laughs> he knows is like, what plays well with Middle America. Yeah, a folksy charm. It, like reflected back and forth, like through a funhouse, <laughs> the hall <laughs> mirrors. He said, "How you doing, man?" Yes, you got it. <laughs> yeah, that was his greeting for Donald Trump. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> 
reminded me of when, do you remember the primary debate where after Kamala had really kicked his ass by talking about basically how he like ruined her childhood through <laughs> like enforcing uh, segregation yeah. and mm-hmm. um, they, they all get on the stage and the first thing he says to her is like, don't go too hard on me, kiddo. <laughs> I think he maybe his whole strategy is just like I'm a sad, sad old man, and like like it says more about you than it does about me that That's I exactly seem so it. enfeebled. It's yeah. the legolo we go high shit, 100. percent Like that's yeah. you know pretty clearly the strategy. I think is to just like hang in there, appeal to people's greater sense of decency or whatever, while Trump just. Barf barfs all over the stage (laughs) (laughs) they go low we go old (laughs) (laughs) so the first subject for debate uh presented by chris wallace who uh wow what a great (laughs) job he did (laughs) (laughs) mr president go to the office (laughs) yeah i'm writing you up mr president (laughs) that's your second disciplinary warning in the past two minutes (laughs) He just passes him a note that says, see me. (laughs) (laughs) So the first subject was the Supreme Court, which, uh, yeah, a lot of news has been happening, but you may have forgotten Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead and the Republicans are, well, I mean, as of a week ago, they were on track to uh, replace her very quickly uh, with, uh, it's Amy Coney Barrett, right? Yes. Her name? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that has, of course, been possibly derailed by Trump and half of the Republican <laughs> senators uh, contracting a disease. That's a, one thing I want to ask for our predictions. Like, do you think there's like a month before the election? We have four weeks. Obviously, a lot can happen in a day. So do we think there's going to be some kind of hearing for her? I would say they probably do it during the lazy or the, what, what do they call it? La- it's <laughs> the lame lazy. duck. The lazy duck. <laughs> lazy duck. They do it during the lazy duck period. I think it's like the, the lame duck jumps over the lazy dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just sort of wrote down different things that they said that I thought were funny or worthy of observation. So the first one I wrote down was uh, Biden, while he was talking about Amy Coney Barrett wanting to destroy the Affordable Care Act. This is a direct quote from him. I'm not opposed to the justice. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, she she is uh, hell-bent on destroying uh, the landmark legislation of my vice presidency, but I am not opposed to her specifically. Of course not. <laughs> she has the right credentials. Right. You know? Yeah. It That's would be really matters. for me to oppose her uh, qualifications. There's no actual ideological conflict here. <laughs> she she graduated from, you know, same, same schools that all these people did. <laughs> Which I don't know where she graduated. But. Yeah, I don't know. She went to judge school, just like everybody else. I don't think Biden really cares. Yeah, okay. He doesn't care about Roe v. Wade. I think of all of the oh, no. candidates we had for the Democratic primary this year, he's the least sympathetic towards <laughs> reproductive yeah. autonomy. Yeah, I mean, he probably has the most pro-life like political record of everybody who ran for president this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that Trump referred to Biden as Jill. 
at some point in this segment. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that rings true. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of possible variables I may have misheard. He may have uh, just been slurring his words. Or my favorite theory is that he intentionally referred to Joe as Jill because we all know who's really pulling the strings. Dr. <laughs> <Right>. Jill Biden. <laughs> Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah. <laughs> he had a little devil over his shoulder named COVID telling him to do it. <laughs> right, yeah, he also he had a virus in his brain at that point already. So, mm-hmm. quote from Trump uh, on Biden's health care plan, you're going to socialist medicine. Yeah, there was a lot of Bernie talk, you know, at the debate over the, I think, the, I, I'm sure the yeah. S word is in your notes there. Yeah. <laughs> when when Bernie was doing really well, like when he won Iowa and Nevada, and he was, for a while there, was looking pretty good for our boy. I'm sure Trump just came up with his strategy right then, and he doesn't really feel like he needs to do any more homework. <laughs> I just feel like yeah. he yeah. thinks the same arguments he has against, that he would have had against Bernie like the very obvious ones that he just thinks he can repurpose those against Biden, but Biden and Bernie are nowhere near <laughs> the same yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on anything. Mm-hmm. They did get him in the gotcha, though, where he referred to the Green New Deal accidentally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, they're just trying to get Joe to slip up and accidentally say that he supports the wrong thing. You know, it's not right. a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. he's uh, pretty uh, determined. He's very stubborn about his uh, refusal to support anything good so they'll they'll never catch him (laughs) (laughs) i support the biden plan yeah yeah which is what exactly uh here is the first time i i noted biden uh pathetically begging trump to be quiet (laughs) (laughs) so early on there was something that chris wallace said about how both sides had agreed to an open discussion format and what did they expect to happen if, like, that was <laughs> the plan? Like, it's going to be an open discussion with Trump? Like, he's going to just never stop talking. You're really setting this up for failure. You have to put him in a soundproof isolation cube, and you should, <laughs> as has been proven. It needs to be the episode of the Game Show 21, including the cheating. Trump Trump needs notes. <laughs> Someone needs to give him notes. Do you remember that super intense uh, British lady who moderated that like early 2000s, late 90s game show, The Weakest Link? They're yes. rebooting it with Jane Lynch. <laughs> Are they? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good to hear. Resistance icon, Jane Lynch. <laughs> I think uh, she's probably the only one who can who can handle him. I was surprised that they picked Chris Wallace. He was the yeah. the youngest man on the stage <laughs> by a margin, and he was old as fuck. <laughs> I think he has like some history with Trump. Like I, I guess mm. some sort of combative interviews. That's what I saw well, people yeah, talking he's about. The anyway. Fox News anchor guy instead of an opinion guy so mm-hmm. he's like yeah has to have some sort of air of journalistic integrity mm-hmm. right he's he's got a boner for like objective <laughs> yeah fair and balanced it's to prove that the debate is on good grounds because <laughs> it doesn't offend anyone and uh it definitely offended all of the republican viewers who like pretty much exclusively on twitter i saw like them just screaming that he was like a dnc plant <laughs> that uh, there's Trump was in fact effectively debating two different people, which I mean he was, yeah. Um, but he kind of brought that on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, attacking the media is like obviously like 
not a bad strategy at this point. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you have to admit that, but like, <laughs> and they're in the media itself is incapable of admitting that, but you know. Here I wrote uh, Trump is owning Biden and Wallace repeatedly, and they are just <laughs> chuckling like you don't know how bad you look right now. That was my perspective <laughs> on what was happening, at least. I don't know if you guys felt differently about what you saw. <laughs> But I felt like Trump was really just running the show. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know if how bombastic Trump was distracted from how, like, I think Biden probably performed the best at this debate, um, better than he did at the previous primaries. Mm-hmm. I wonder if because Trump was such an ass, like, if it made Biden's uh, slip ups and, you know, he has a tendency to stutter and kind of hem and haw, kind of like I'm doing right now. I wonder if that <laughs> <laughs> kind of like obfuscated that a little bit or yeah, made it yeah. worse. It made him or... sympathetic for sure. And I yeah. think like all of the polling since then has showed like what I saw like Biden's national lead was like, at least in one poll was like something absurd, like 14 points or something. Yeah. I think that's the well, best one he's had recently is yeah. up 14. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah, it definitely had some people... I don't know. I I don't see how. I don't know. Like I said, exactly what I expected, and and so much more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we were probably only like five minutes into the debate, and uh, Trump started calling Biden out for getting very lucky in the primary, and he blamed Elizabeth Warren by name for not dropping out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> not bad analysis there. <laughs> yeah. Props to Mr. Trump. One of those Trump moments where I'm like, mm, well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just twisting the knife for like no reason. It's like, I don't think anyone really even cares at this point. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's been over for a very long time. Yeah. I did. Yeah. He loves to do political analysis. I think that's what he really enjoys. Like, I don't think he really enjoys being president. I think he really likes like the horse race. Yeah. Bullshit. The game of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like there were several times when Biden would say something and Trump would be like, "Oh, you just lost the radical left." You lost or, the left. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> also, Joe Biden totally thinks that he ran the Obama administration by himself. <laughs> the luckiest day of Joe Biden's life was when he was chosen as Obama's running running mate. There's oh, yeah. no question in Joe's mind that he won that primary 100% fair and square. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just uh, that's just fact <laughs> like, yeah not that the like entire party came together to boost him at a pivotal yeah. moment <laughs> no it was all him <laughs> him and his campaign it was all those like yeah. rallies he did with like five to ten people it's every grandma he ever kissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the personal touch every ice cream cone he he licked <laughs> yeah the retail politics mm-hmm uh, somehow they started talking about healthcare already during the Supreme Court segment, and uh, Biden insisted that most people would not qualify for the public option that's part of his healthcare plan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because they're getting cool, it through man. their employer, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Uh, make sure most people cannot get any benefits that you are proposing. Yeah. Well, clearly, I mean, he had to say that because Trump is saying he's gonna he's gonna kick all the poor people off of their incredible employee sponsored <laughs> plans <laughs> or employer. This is like a really weird moment. Do you remember Trump talking about how 
when he became president, he had the choice to either run Obamacare really well or really poorly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A really strange way to frame that situation. But I think he was being like completely honest about like how the situation was presented to him. Like his staff were like, all right, you, if you want, we could just totally sabotage mm-hmm. Obamacare for you. <laughs> and like force it to fail so yeah i mean it was like a strangely revealing moment i think at the debate into how how decisions are made in the trump white house Mm -hmm. well he basically i mean is it called the individual mandate that he you know immediately (laughs) got rid of and just kind of cut the legs out from under it i think yeah he there was a lot of stuff in the debate that has happened during his presidency that he just, I mean, he's never held accountable for anything. But it was really interesting to me that, like, who's been president for four years? You're talking about all these terrible problems that are going on. Like, do you feel like you maybe had any sort of (laughs) control (laughs) over any of this at all? No, it's very unfair to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Biden was asked a question about potentially expanding the Supreme Court he did not answer the question, and instead he just looked at the camera and said, vote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been watching a lot of The Office. <laughs> uh, and then they moved on to the next segment, which was COVID-19, which is, uh, you know, it kind of kind of surprised that it gets its own segment at the debate. It doesn't seem like it's that big of an issue for the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not like the number one thing that will be, <laughs> you know. Like the number one issue of the presidency. Yeah. I mean, with the the emphasis that they're placing on this thing, like you would think that maybe like somebody on stage has the disease, like while they're talking about it. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that one. I believe that he simultaneously doesn't have COVID, has also had it for a week, Mm. and that he is currently dying. (laughs) Yeah. Or, (laughs) Or having a grand old time. Uh, as of this recording, I think the latest news is that he has returned to the White House. Uh, they've been releasing videos of him looking like he's struggling to breathe and stay standing. <laughs> so things are going yeah. well. And Kellyanne Conway's daughter tweeting or <laughs> posting on Instagram <laughs> mm-hmm. about how Trump actually is in really bad condition and that they're just doing it <laughs> as a photo op or whatever. Man, she is like, she's been scooping a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, she rocks. She's like 15. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely believe her. Yeah, yeah. More than anyone else in Trump's administration. I trust her more than any government administration, past, present, (laughs) future, for real. (laughs) Yeah. I would never, like, wish someone, after sitting through that debate, to watch it again. But I, like, I think... If someone did today, knowing what we now know, what's happened mm-hmm. in the last few days with his getting infected and everything, it would kind of be like one of those movies where all of the clues are like set up throughout the movie and then you have to rewatch it again to pick up on everything to, yeah, yeah. you know, There's understand little, the like, ending. secret messages in the Declaration of Independence <laughs> behind them. That's why he had like shifty eyes every time they talked about COVID-19, like positive <laughs> test results. I'm skeptical. I, I don't think he had it or had any knowledge of it at that point. I think he probably knew about it sometime on Thursday. Right. It was it was like midnight Thursday, Friday that his tweet went out. I think if he had already been confirmed positive, he would have been like, I don't know. 
I don't know, because I feel like I, you know, I, I think really anything could be plausible, <laughs> but because it usually takes like five or six or seven days after you start showing symptoms to kind of take a turn for the worse. I certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't put it past him to find out he's infected, not tell anyone, try to just like carry on with business as usual. And then only when it was looking a little bit dire, actually go to Walter Reed. And that's kind of when like the point of no return, he had to send out that like midnight or 1am text mm-hmm. to kind of get ahead of the story. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know the threshold for it even testing COVID or like, you know, before it would even show up in a test. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and yeah. you know, there's a variability within tests to begin with you're right mm-hmm. yeah so, exactly i mean obviously they're not being straight about his health but i don't know it's funny to see that people like say he doesn't have it well it's like he's been like actively courting it <laughs> like not only <laughs> yeah. he's the guy in charge of it who's been downplaying it but he's like actively been courting it and like they don't have a white house security protocol for it like they don't follow the actual rules of like someone tested positive that means anyone who's been exposed to them has to quarantine it's right. just like oh you tested positive now you quarantine and it's just like <laughs> we're gonna keep acting like it's insane I think it's actually rattled some Republicans. It's just like, wow, even Trump cannot avoid getting COVID. Like you would think, (laughs) you would think that one of or the most powerful man in the world would be able to avoid it. Yeah, I mean, and he is able to. He just isn't taking it seriously. Like, yeah, he easily could not have gotten COVID. Like, come on, (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. The last one before then was Bojo and or Bolsonaro, but that that makes sense, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I heard reported today that, you know, for the past few months, White House staff have just like, you know, they don't care about wearing a mask. The people who do try to like socially distance, other staffers make fun of them. And then (laughs) since Trump was diagnosed, uh, whenever staff see reporters, then they'll put on their masks, but then they'll quickly take them off as soon as the reporters Mm -hmm. are on site. Just stupid. The virus doesn't care if you're the president. (laughs) I mean, it is surprising that it took this long before there was like a lot of elected officials getting it. Because like before Mm -hmm. this week, it was like what Rand Paul had it once. I I don't know. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, I don't think they're around. Pretty clear, it's all part of the same cluster, you know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. They lasted this long, so they started getting more and more reckless, and then like finally the inevitable happened. Yeah, something like that. Back to the debate. Trump claims that uh, Democratic governors said that he did a phenomenal job with the coronavirus. (laughs) And uh, Biden just chuckles to himself as Trump is saying this. And what I wrote here is, are you going to challenge him on this or just fucking laugh to yourself? And uh, yeah, he just laughed to himself. (laughs) It's a strong strong debate performance. Yeah. Uh, Biden then blamed Trump for the economy being shut down. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's like, it fucking should be shut down. Or maybe, like, by now it would be fine if we had actually shut down at any point. Yeah, and actually put the, like, actual material, like, contact tracing and testing in place before. I mean, it was already too late once it got here. Like, I don't think, I don't know. That was honestly one of the first thoughts I had when coronavirus uh, first came to our shores <laughs> was like <laughs> of any country any like a developed country like we are absolutely the worst prepared to handle this and, and it's just it's poetry in motion <laughs> yep <laughs> so you've been uh, proven more and more correct as time goes on uh biden was saying that he does not trust trump to uh distribute a vaccine to the people which i 
think is probably a valid concern. Right. I can understand that, but I also think on some level it's kind of irresponsible to, I don't know, I guess we are living through some pretty unprecedented circumstances. I don't know if I would trust a vaccine from someone like Trump if he was in the (laughs) doctor's office and... (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust him to vaccinate me. Right, right. Personally. Well, it's it's uh, it's November. It's October. Like it's not it's not going to happen, guys. Like, no, yeah, no, definitely not. I just chance. worry. I I don't think we should be giving people more reasons not mm-hmm. to trust a vaccine when and if it's available. Yeah. Right. Trump responded to this by saying, "You don't trust Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer." Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> I don't know. Didn't really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I definitely do not. <laughs> kind of, yeah, kind of made it worse <laughs> saying that. Yeah. To make matters even better, he said that the military is ready to vaccinate us. They're, they're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't that like every, like half of his supporters' worst nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The military is coming to your house to vaccinate you. Yeah. And it's a vaccine <laughs> from Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer. <laughs> Hey, they're the guys who made the dick pills, you know? Viagra? Ever heard of it? (laughs) I don't remember the context for this, but Biden said the word smart, and Trump started ranting about Biden's academic record, which was very funny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He brought that up a couple times, saying he was, like, last in his class, and... You're a big dummy. Yeah, dude... (laughs) You know, regardless of whatever kind of point he was trying to make, I just feel like, what was that, 800 years ago that he was even in school? Yeah, like, yeah not, not neither of you remember graduating, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of the attacks that he would use against Hillary, he's just repurposing for Biden. And it's like, for better or worse, and for whatever reasons, like, I think Biden is a more sympathetic figure than Hillary, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not I don't think it's going to do I don't think it's going to do the job. I was listening to after this debate, I listened to like a part of a recording of a debate during the last election cycle between Trump and Clinton and it's just kind of jarring to hear them juxtaposed with what went down in in late September. Like oh, she's yeah. so much more eloquent and just like she seems so much more competent mm-hmm. than Biden did. And oh right. yeah, for what it's worth, I would 100% rather have Hillary Clinton as president than Biden. <laughs> like she actually literally does have better politics. Like if you look at their Senate records, yeah. like she, yeah. Biden is further to the right of Hillary. Oh yeah, for sure. And also Hillary is shrewd in some way like and biden has like this is like seriously like the luckiest run for the presidency and like (laughs) especially if he wins oh yeah holy cow yeah i mean the whole year has been like his whole career though yeah yeah true but i mean this election in particular has been like everything is stacked in his favor (laughs) and the fact that he still could lose is just so baffling but i mean he he a hundred thousand percent just rode the coattails of obama like his Mm -hmm. senate camp or career was never going to get him the presidency his skills as a politician you know were never going to get him the presidency he had to ride the coattails of obama and then like just run on those dying fumes and yeah. the, you know, the party apparatus, <laughs> you know, to shut down the race for him. Like, yeah, it's crazy. There'll be some good books about this. <laughs> <laughs> I can make a direct comparison between the Clinton 2016 campaign and the Biden 2020 campaign in terms of like policy proposals, because I saw this on Twitter just today. So it's just at the top of my mind. 
Actually, yeah, I saw it in a Bernie tweet. So Bernie's really trying to sell Biden to people because yeah. you know he's that's <laughs> his job now. He's yeah, <laughs> he's a soldier, soldier yeah. Bernie, doing what he thinks is right. Uh, <laughs> but part of his sales pitch is that Biden wants to lower the Medicare age to sixty, and even Hillary Clinton did better than that four years ago. Her proposal was to lower the Medicare age to fifty-five. So yep. we're yeah, literally taking a step back. From. Well, Justin, we're all four years older now. <laughs> True, we are. Yeah, slightly closer to Medicare age. So, <laughs> well, and it's the most progressive campaign, you know, of any ever in oh, yeah. history of United States politics. Yeah, yeah. where have I heard go, that? Before? Go to go to Joe three 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 zero dot com. It was it was totally the same in 2016, and I was guilty of it myself because at the time I was like more lib brained maybe mm-hmm. than some of my friends who have been proven right again and again <laughs> was to go to Hillary's website. Like, look, come on, she's not that bad. She, look how much of Bernie like 15. How about 12? Try about try that. <laughs> yeah, for a minimum wage. Yeah, you know. I guess Biden is uh, in favor of the 15 minimum wage now, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that yeah. itself is not at all sufficient anymore. The Hillary Clinton 12 is really funny, though, in retrospect. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we're still on COVID-19 in the debate, uh, and Trump, uh, he commits just a a grave error, and he starts talking about the economy. And uh, Chris Wallace stops him (laughs) from talking about the economy because the economy, that's the topic of the next segment. (laughs) Ooh. and. (laughs) This just really like points out like how stupid debates are. <laughs> like, yeah. we all know like when you're talking about the COVID nineteen pandemic, it does not make any sense to start talking about the economy. You need to separate these things. Like, there's a wall between these two topics. They should not be discussed in relation to each other. You need to hold back with your takes on the economy. Right now, we're just talking about COVID nineteen. Yep. Uh, and then we get. <laughs> This was like one of the more memorable moments, uh, given the the days that followed. But this is when Trump started teasing Biden for wearing a mask all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my my favorite quote from that was "biggest mask I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen his mask? It's actually more of like a beekeeper hat sort of situation. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not the case. <laughs> Biden should show up to the next debate wearing like a hazmat suit. <laughs> Listen, it's not the size of the mask. It's how it fits. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Come on, man. Living up to our podcast name right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would actually be like a pretty effective visual gag for Biden. Public like, health campaign. Yeah. Yeah. About like how to make your mask like fit right so you get it over your nose, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like pre-fold mine, you know. The little no, uh, nose uh, strip. You can like demonstrate on a banana. You can also like <laughs> twist the ear straps around a certain way so it like hugs closer to your cheeks, your big squirrel cheeks full of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it is that time of year. Yeah. It saves a trip to the grocery store. That's true. <laughs> I was just saying Biden should show up, you know, covered head to toe. Yeah. Just be like, it's not safe to be in a room with this man. <laughs> That would be fucking cool. I would vote yeah, for I mean, him. That would win him some points, I think. But nope, no no negative ads. Oh <laughs> you my can't God. make jokes about co- Trump having COVID. God damn, uh, imagine the Republican ads if Biden caught COVID. <laughs> I know. God yeah. damn, oh, man. Fuck. I want to see them. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm sure they've got like mock-ups I, I somewhere. 
<laughs> it would be amazing. Damn, that that's like a really fun just thing to think about is all of the campaign ads that don't get aired. There's got to be so much like dirty, awful shit yeah. out there <laughs> that never reaches <laughs> yeah. the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the racists who stamp off on those shit are like this this one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the Willie Horton cutting room mm-hmm. floor <laughs> have you have you seen there's been an ad playing I've seen it so many times where Marionette Miller Meeks is a literal like marionette she's like a puppet <laughs> oh of... <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I did <laughs> that's very democrat yeah <laughs> they've been preparing that one for the like 15 years that marionette miller meeks has been running for office oh yeah they're finally like oh now we got her (laughs) yeah (laughs) finally pulling out the big guns uh chris wallace compares um trump and biden's kind of campaign strategies in terms of like meeting the voters and how trump has these large rallies where he's you know he's hosting super spreader events as opposed to biden's uh smaller gatherings and Trump basically yeah. hits this one out of the park. He he interrupts and says, uh, Biden's having smaller events because nobody would show up. <laughs> While accurate, I think that Biden probably, I don't know, I think there were a lot of missed opportunities where he could have just, like if a more competent debater or someone who yeah. is just even like, not even competent, but like a little bit of a flashier order could have just been like yeah i didn't want my crowd attendees to fucking die <laughs> right i'm not trying to kill my voters <laughs> yeah that's my strategy is how many people will be alive by mm-hmm. november 3rd to vote for me yeah yeah but trump is like so good at this like obviously the point of what they're talking about is that trump is holding these rallies which is like extremely irresponsible but he immediately turns yeah. it around and it's like yeah that's because people want to fucking see me like i'm cool <laughs> i'm an attractive event host <laughs> and now is when they move on to the economy which uh you know we can't talk about the economy in relation to anything else that's going on it's its own distinct set of circumstances unrelated to anything else it's economy time <laughs> They they start this off, you know, really hammering home that these are distinct, separate categories by uh, continuing to talk about COVID-19 during the economy segment. And Trump keeps repeating the phrase, one person is too much in regards to COVID deaths, which is, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing that he has done all year seems to indicate that that is his motivating philosophy. yeah. Well, one person is a tragedy. 200,000 plus <laughs> is just such a huge number. Like, it's almost unfathomable to think about that many people in body bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and here, uh, Biden made a class-based argument, which was a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, this is when they were talking about V-shaped recoveries versus K-shaped recoveries. <laughs> Had you heard of this before the debate? No. Well, the V-shaped, yes, but not the k I yeah, just know yeah. LMNOP. <laughs> V-shaped recovery would be the delusion that like the COVID recession is going to be just a quick, like once there's a vaccine, everything mm. will be fine instead of like yeah. a massive amount of restaurants and like local art institutes, like businesses and stuff like are going to close down like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like a significant chunk of like the service economy, which has been like keeping the economy afloat is like going to be dead. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, rest in peace to Vaudeville Muse. Who yeah. Just yeah, that's really like a bummer. Today, I think, that they, they're having to close their doors. Yeah. I don't, oh, I mean, they haven't been having any shows there. Well, yeah, because they, they, they haven't been doing anything really... for six months. So, like, yeah, <laughs> they didn't really have any way to, like, adhere to the actual standards mm-hmm. for the COVID shit. Mm-hmm. But the K-shaped recovery, uh, basically, it just means that the wealthy are actually benefiting from the economy crashing and the working class is getting worse. So it's a K-shape. Oh, I got like, it. Some people go up, some go down. That makes I sense. See. Okay. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was nice that Biden acknowledged that uh, there there is actually a, a class of wealthy people who <laughs> benefit from a rigged society. I don't think he actually cares about that or will ever act upon it. Uh, Biden claims that Trump will be the first president in history to end his term with fewer jobs than he started. Uh, I ne- I didn't actually look this up, but I feel like this needs a fact check. There's Did no way that that's true, he- right? <laughs> yeah. What about Hoover? Yeah. Exactly. Um, Hoover was my first thought as well. You know, I think I remember him saying, like, you're one of the first presidents or something. He certainly could have kind of been muddling through that Mm -hmm. one possible explanation was that maybe they weren't recording those stats during the hoover administration (laughs) yeah Yeah. there's no way that that trump is the first president where this is happening jobs is such a meaningless like even unemployment is like yeah yeah very qualified Mm -hmm. like only takes into consideration certain things like Mm -hmm. not the people not looking for work and all of that shit doesn't even matter. It's irrelevant as a fucking indicator anyway. Right, right. Uh, one of my favorite quotes of the night, Trump said, I brought back football. I'm very happy to do it. The people of Ohio are very <laughs> proud of me. <laughs> Which the Big Ten season hasn't started yet, so I don't right. know what he's talking about quite yet. I'm very happy to do it. The people of Ohio are very proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a single issue voter and... My issue is watching uh, young people get concussions every <laughs> right. fall. Which candidate is Ohio more proud of? That's that's what I'm going to base my vote on. And <laughs> from, what, from what I'm hearing, it's Trump. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I I feel like Ohio is going to go to Trump. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, shortly after this, Biden, he tries to, like, take a page out of Trump's uh, debate strategy book. He tries to, like, start interrupting Donald, throw him off uh, by just saying, show us your tax returns, show us your tax returns, show us your tax returns. Yeah. And Trump just sort of ignores him and keeps talking. So, yeah, I guess that's not going to work for you, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and Trump said, he said something like, you're going to see my tax returns very soon or, you know, whatever. And this yeah. is where Biden said, inshallah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I miss that. Biden reveals that all along he was the secret Muslim in the Obama administration. <laughs> <laughs> Trump says, I was a private business people. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that one. That's like using the royal we. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So th- they're really going after Trump about his taxes because that thing came out that said he paid $750 in income taxes. Yeah. Another thing that I forgot about, given... Another <laughs> irrelevant thing. Yeah, all yeah. the shit that's happened. That only matters to the same people who are already in the tank for Biden. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
It has been something that I've been thinking about, though, in light of recent events, just kind of wondering how much is how much medical care that he is getting right now was Mm -hmm. like $750. So how many like microseconds (laughs) of care in Walter Reed, like immediately ate up that $750 that he paid in taxes. Listen, you got to think about all the people from foreign countries who came to stay at Trump hotels. Think about how much sales tax that they spent when they were in this country. Yeah. Come on now. Think about the value. It doesn't matter about taxes. Think about the value that Donald Trump brings to this country. His line of hotels. Plus, he's a job creator, so you got to think about all of his employees and their income taxes. Uh, that's basically him paying <laughs> income tax. So, right. <laughs> See how irrelevant this shit is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you yeah. convinced me. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the actual debate, Trump deflected from the, his income tax situation by pointing out that over his career all he's been doing is taking advantage of tax bills that were passed by mm-hmm. joe yeah. biden in the yeah. senate <laughs> and it's like hey you know i can't really argue with you there i actually read an article recently at so after the the, his tax records came out that this policy that Obama and Biden put into place um, to help business owners after the recession, there's an argument to be made that no one benefited it from it more than Donald Trump because mm-hmm. it was the time he was like the mo- he had the most income coming in probably in his entire career because of the apprentice and all of the shit he was putting his name on like Trump steaks right. and shirts and all that garbage and so when that money started drying up that's right when this program went into effect and so he took advantage of this basic I don't know tax deduction where because he was making less money at this time, even though it probably wasn't a result of the fucking recession. It was because no one wanted to watch The Apprentice anymore. Um, <laughs> he was able to like recoup probably like millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you gotten to their uh, comparing their butts yet? <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there was a big segment where they were comparing like who has a bigger ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold, gentlemen. That'll be our... That'll be the next section of our debate. <laughs> it's definitely Trump. I mean, yeah, I saw the r- pictures from the rear. Oh, ones. my God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were so many rear shots. And by <laughs> rear, I mean, like, the from the back of the stage to kind of put, like, Chris Wallace in the middle, in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was Biden on the left, Trump yep. on the right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. To show they're not wearing mics. Oh, do you think so? I thought it was no. just an artistic choice. <laughs> I thought it was to compare donks because oh, yeah, yeah. just in co- contrast, it was so noticeable how juicy <laughs> Trump's butt was versus like <laughs> Biden definitely, he looks really frail. Like Yeah, he's an old man. Yeah, It's sad to see a butt go to seed like that. <laughs> <laughs> While Trump's butt is more of like the Gilded Age sort of politician, like mm-hmm. not yeah. to body shame, but definitely <laughs> he's. I feel like his body is the byproduct of an age yeah. where the more you the eat, line like, the line of succession was entirely determined by how chunky you were. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it showed your virility and power. He right? has a a body of excess, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying I'm opposed to going back to that. I'm just pointing it out that it was a stark visual that is probably the main image that I'll carry with me forward mm-hmm. from the debate. 
ass, 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 <laughs> ass. <laughs> uh, Biden was doing a thing where he was like, you know, listing different uh, failures of the Trump presidency in terms of economic uh, recovery and growth, etc. He goes, manufacturing went in the hole, number one. Number two, okay, and while he's talking, Trump is just like babbling and ranting and just trying to <laughs> throw him off. He was yeah. like, he was in top form at this point. <laughs> we're, like halfway, we're like halfway through and Trump is just like going insane. <laughs> just like, he will not stop talking. So he throws Biden off. Biden's like number two, and then he's like stumbling. He says number three, and Trump immediately corrects him. He's like, no, no, Joe, you're on number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, really, you know, trying to shame Biden over his like inability to uh, keep a sentence going. But again, like that, that was one of those moments where you like you kind of feel bad for Biden because yeah. I mean, wh- how would anyone really handle that situation? <laughs> yeah it made me sad just the whole thing yeah it just made me cringe for a second though when trump said number two i thought he was calling biden poop and that (laughs) (laughs) so i I had to rewind enough yeah yeah Yeah. i mean we could have gone in that direction not impossible i mean they pretty much did i mean (laughs) trump pretty much did yeah, what if he... Do you guys remember the part of the debate where he, like, was digging around in his pants and pulled out human shit and threw it at Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part for sure. Yeah, that was that was a highlight. <laughs> Chris Wallace uh, begging, Mr. President, please. That was a re- real nice, pathetic moment from the debate moderator. Did you read anything about how Chris Wallace felt after the debate? <laughs> I saw the thing where like somebody wanted to drink wine with him or something, and he was like, yeah. "I don't feel much like celebrating." <laughs> yeah, he was offered um, a glass of champagne, I think, from you know someone at Fox, mm. and he was like, "I don't deserve champagne." Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh, and then one more note from the economy segment. So, as I said, this is when Trump's really going wild. Biden says, "It's hard to get any word in with this clown." Excuse me, <laughs> this person. He apologizes for calling Trump a clown. <laughs> just while he's just getting like totally steamrolled in terms of like speaking yeah. time. Getting a word in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry I called you a clown. Uh you like <laughs> fascist demon <laughs> standing on the stage with me. I apologize for my rudeness. Uh... <laughs> and speaking of uh fascism, the next segment was race. And everyone at home starts tugging on their collar. Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's the Trump-Biden race debate. <sighs> Who's going to say it first? Uh-oh. Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chris Wallace, he's, he's addressing a, a question to Donald Trump. He says, I'm going to ask a question about race, but if you want to answer about something else, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had totally checked out at this point. Yeah. Do we really want to give him like explicit permission to just ignore your questions? <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't, but I mean, to Chris isn't, Wallace, isn't this your it does, job? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at some point, Biden said, it's about equity. It's about equality. It's about decency. It's about the Constitution. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I, I kind of lost him. I don't know what he was talking about. Which which part of the Constitution? Because you know, there's <laughs> other ones that can be cited. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a three-fifths thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the first draft was maybe not uh, not something we should be referring to during this segment. Uh, Biden acknowledged that the coronavirus is affecting the black community disproportionately, which is, again... Good. Glad somebody coached him on that. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Trump's very first statement in the race segment is about the 1994 crime bill. So Yeah. Yep, he's already knows where to uh, aim his attacks. Uh, Trump starts bragging about his support from law enforcement. Uh, he accuses Biden of not using the words law enforcement. Or is it law and order? First he said law enforcement, but I think he was he meant to be talking about law and order. I, I was waiting for Biden to say, I will say radical Islam, and I will say <laughs> law and order. Yeah, exactly. I'll say any damn words in any damn sequence that you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a real callback to like 2014 when... <laughs> Like Ted Cruz accusing uh, Obama of not using the phrase radical Islamic terrorism. It's like <laughs> Biden won't even say law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he said, the people of this country want and demand law and order. Yeah. Very fash. Mm, yeah, certain <laughs> yeah, ones demand it a lot louder. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Here's a direct quote from Biden. The vast majority of police officers are good, decent, honorable men and women. Wrong. Violence in response is never appropriate. And this is in regard to uh, the police murdering people and not ever being held accountable. Violence in response is never appropriate. I would say wrong That's pretty to that as well. Standard. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, what do you expect him to say? But right. Yeah. It could have been worse. He could have said, you know, something about property. You know, violence toward property is not acceptable. Yeah, he didn't specify uh, vandalism. Yeah, I think he meant probably killing people, which Mm -hmm. I think I agree with him on that one. Mm, There there are times where it's maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was, uh, again, some recent news that they were talking about. Trump uh, getting rid of racial sensitivity training in government employment. Uh, and Trump says yeah. that he he eliminated racial sen- sensitivity training because, quote, it was racist. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and then he said, we have to go back to the core values of our country, which in the context <laughs> is a, a little <laughs> alarming. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, how far back? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, what time? Mm-hmm. Values it at what time? Uh, they started arguing about the suburbs, and Trump says, "Oh God, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny." <laughs> I know suburbs so much better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and Trump, of course, accuses Biden of wanting to defund the police because you know he's he's going to smear him with every radical uh, ideology he possibly can, despite Biden being basically the most conservative presidential candidate the democrats could have possibly put forward mm-hmm. in response biden says what i support is the police having the opportunity to deal with the problems they face and anyone have any sort of explanation for what that means because i <laughs> had no clue <laughs> i'm sorry i'm distracted by the uh, idea of cindy axney and david young debating which is apparently happening right now oh yeah that's oh. that's tonight I'm just distracted by that tantalizing prospect. <laughs> just think about the absolute 
mastery of the craft on display as David Young <laughs> debates. <laughs> yeah. The the king of rhetoric in Iowa. <laughs> uh oh man, this was maybe my favorite uh like total smear of a question that I saw the whole night. Wallace asked Biden if he has ever encouraged uh, the governor of Oregon and the mayor of Portland to bring in the National Guard to end the protest. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess he's saying, like, it's obviously, like, they should do that. Why haven't you asked them to do that? <laughs> yeah. That was so weird. In what capacity is he? I, I don't know. Is this when Trump said that the sheriff of Portland agrees with me or supports me or whatever. And then yeah. like the next day he said, I do not. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but you're still the <laughs> fucking sheriff. So you're still an asshole. Well, yeah. Sure. Well, especially with the fucking Portland. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. inf- their whole police department is fucking infiltrated with fucking white supremacists. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'll put infiltrated. In well, I mean, not that marks. that's unusual, but you know. <laughs> yeah, for real. But Portland in particular. Uh, Wallace offered to switch seats with Trump. That was a n- nice little moment. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, th- and then we got everybody's like biggest takeaway, I think, from the night. At least the night of and the day after before Trump's uh, positive COVID test came out. Um, Trump refused to condemn white supremacists when asked to do so. Well, at first he was like, I'll condemn anything. I'll condemn anyone you say. <laughs> and then... Yeah. He's like, uh, well, like Chris Wallace, like mentioned, like right wing. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, like Trump said that, like left. I don't know if that happened before or after, but Trump said that most of the violence was done by left left wingers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He did. Uh, he said the stand, stand stand back and stand by. Yes. Which I genuinely don't know if he meant to say stand down and like <laughs> just was like searching yeah. for words because he was immediately like before he was like I'll condemn anyone you say and like he's right, I mean it's right. not like he hasn't done that before when asked it's like it's it's irrelevant anyway and honestly the poll watcher stuff like later on is probably more of an open incitement mm-hmm. than anything yeah. but yeah, yeah either way <laughs> not great not a great uh not great for optics right <laughs> and the proud boys definitely took it took it a certain way and that's 100% like, yeah. yeah the main issue i don't know if he's so stupid he <laughs> flubbed it or if he's you know playing 13 dimensional chess well we know he's not <laughs> Right. Well, on Thursday night, he did he did what they said. He condemned the Proud Boys on Sean Hannity's show before he announced that he had COVID. <laughs> so, to everyone who is watching Sean Hannity's show, yeah, now they yeah. know the truth. Ah, rest assured. Do you think uh, Pence will be asked about it this week at the VP debate? Probably, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I- I'm more concerned to see like what uh, what kind of shoes Kamala Harris is wearing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. That's what's going to get me you know, to the polls. Fucking low cut chucks, dude. Haven't you seen the fucking? <laughs> Come on. Oh, is she, she does the the low tops, the not converse. the high tops. I think she does the low tops from what yeah, I've seen. I, I don't remember specifically. But my question about that, I mean, obviously there's like real concerns to Trump saying like uh, stand stand by. I think that's what he said. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but my question was, does Biden know what the Proud Boys are? He's mentioned them. I feel like he... As, before this? Okay. Yeah, I think he does because I think he and Chris Wallace 
if, if my memory serves, I would have to rewatch it. But I feel like Chris Wallace was like denounced a white supremacist or white supremacists, and then Biden like supplied. Yeah, yeah. One of those groups is called the Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah. Biden brought up the Proud Boys specifically, and I, yeah, that's yeah. what made me wonder. Is like he knows what that is. <laughs> if if they were my sons, I wouldn't be so proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he kind of launched his whole presidential campaign off of uh, Charlottesville, so I guess he probably does have at least some familiarity with uh, the current white supremacist groups. Mm. I just want people to ask Biden like specific questions about Gavin McGinnis and just <laughs> I want to know what he knows about this. Yeah, do you know the origin of the name? Do you know yeah. the the rules about how you can't yeah. masturbate unless you're in a room with a woman? <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know about Gavin's career like prior to his full like white supremacist <laughs> turn or <laughs> <laughs> big fan, followed him for years. <laughs> yeah. Well he's kicked off Twitter, so he must follow him on um which what's the website are they using now? Uh Gab. G- Gab? <laughs> yeah, Gab is like the explicitly racist one, I think. I think there's and... multiple ones though. Mm-hmm. Gavin's got his own website too, but I, I can't remember what it's called. It's like where he hosts his podcast now because he yeah. can't use YouTube. <laughs> not on YouTube, not on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck him. This is like part of the race segment somehow, but uh, Chris Wallace asks them each this like general sort of like, why are you the better candidate to handle what's going on? Biden, he tries to have like a passionate moment about his dead son, Bo. Uh, he's tying it to like uh, Trump calling the military losers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to and really Trump like, goes immediately to Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I spoiled you. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Everyone's probably seen this. Who cares anyway? But um, this is like the most energy Biden had the whole night. He's like, absolutely. This is the thing he was ready to stick Trump with. Like, you called soldiers mm-hmm. losers. I have a dead son who yeah. was in the military. But while Biden is like having his like rehearsed passionate moment and doing like delivering it pretty well. Trump I don't know if it was like, rehearsed or just because it was so personal to him and like that, Yeah, that yeah, you're right. You're he's right. just so used to being like like I said, just generic retail politician mode. <laughs> yeah. That like it's rare to get on a subject that's actually like, you mm-hmm. know maybe not resonant, but I I do think he was like ready to go into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Trump just like immediately deflated the moment. And like interrupted him and started talking shit about Hunter and Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like he is so good at this. Like he can shut you down so easily because you're just like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he definitely has a talent for like the most salacious stories definitely are just, mm-hmm. I feel like stored so well in his brain that he doesn't care about, you know, any of the boring issues of actually running the country or public affairs or foreign policy he just like really gravitates towards these salacious sort of tabloid stories (laughs) imagine trying to like coach trump for a debate and it's like it doesn't matter like you can it doesn't it literally doesn't matter he's gonna say what he's gonna say and it's gonna be more effective than anything that they could have told him anyway at least among his people you know which we'll see if that they're durable enough for him to win again. Yeah. And there's an added hazard now, as we know from Chris Christie, uh, doing debate prep with Trump may, you may end up with the coronavirus. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
yeah, and so Trump uh, turned the conversation towards Hunter, the uh, the more controversial Biden son. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Biden said that he's proud of his son for kicking his drug habit. And it was actually like kind of a nice, surprisingly touching moment. Yeah. Among the absolute chaos. Yeah, so, I thought you know, he handled that. As well as, as yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of his best moments. Then they moved on to climate change. Trump just started off ranting about forest management and cigarettes starting fires. And uh, this was in response to just being asked straight up, like, what do you believe about climate change? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess he he has his opinions on uh, forest management. Yeah, he's got a rake. So just yeah yeah. yeah wasn't this just... like months ago that he was talking about the rakes? Oh, he's yeah. I mean, since the fire started again, that's been his like main talking point about mm-hmm. it. They should have raked better. Forests aren't clean. Got to keep them tidy. Which there might be some truth to that, but it's not like uh like the federal government would <laughs> under Trump whatever authorized funds for it. They would just. I mean, it's just obviously an excuse to attack Democrat states because it's like his yeah bread and butter yep it's something bad that happened in california so yeah is it most of the land where the fires are spreading like federal like land? <laughs> oh yeah I, I don't know but that sounds plausible to me <laughs> if you read it i assume it's true <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's such a st- i know it's chris wallace but like what a stupid way to phrase that question like do you yeah, believe sure. in it <laughs> Yeah, it's 2020. I do think it's a, st- a step above, do you believe in it? Because he said, what do you believe <laughs> do about you believe? climate change? Which is like a little more open-ended and kind of forces him to, well, for a normal person, might force them to actually like reveal their uh, motivations when it comes to yeah. climate science. But for Trump, it's like, you know, he can talk about whatever he wants and get away with it. Yeah. What a terrible like tragedy it is that that was politicized like (laughs) are playing it (laughs) well i mean it has economic implications so it's gonna we're not talking about the economy justin that was the last section (laughs) of the debate it's it's, i mean since remember like inconvenient truth remember how much shit al gore got for that like Mm -hmm. lame movie (laughs) (laughs) he got owned on south park for that yeah, like, <laughs> it's been a battle every step of the way, and it will continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing with the climate debate, uh, Trump said that cars are too expensive because they have computers all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, cars, computers. Even though, like, what, cars are, like, cheaper now than, like, you can get a shitty-ass car now. Mm-hmm. They say, they don't they don't save money on the computers. They save money on replacing all the metal with plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you read through the lines, he's you know talking shit about emissions regulations. Yeah. But I prefer to just leave it at face value. Cars are too expensive because they have computers all over the place. <laughs> Biden talks about his energy proposals. So he's of course been uh, quote attacked as a supporter of the Green New Deal. <laughs> Trump insists that he supports the radical Green New Deal, which will be very very bad for all of us um but biden talks about his actual energy proposals and one thing that that will happen as a result of the biden plan is it will create millions of good paying jobs not 15 dollars an hour but prevailing wage prevailing wage Mm -hmm. so i looked up what the federal prevailing wage is currently and it's uh ten dollars (laughs) and (laughs) eighty cents 
Which actually reminds me that one thing in that Bernie tweet that I already mentioned, one of his selling points for Biden, is that Biden supports a $15 an hour minimum wage. But uh, I guess he's he's content with a 1080 for his energy proposal jobs. I don't know. He just presented this like it's something to be excited about. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> his energy bills will create $10.80 an hour jobs for everyone. It didn't matter at the debate because he was obviously talking about the Green New Deal the entire time. Like, it, like his plan doesn't even matter. It's just whatever yeah. Trump can yeah. pin on him. Uh, and, of course, the most important point of the entire debate happens n- near the end of the climate segment. Biden mentioned Iowa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> so just a spoiler, Trump does not say the word Iowa, even in what remains of the debate. So that means Biden won. And he could have. By default. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can settle that matter. He even had the opportunity to. Ohio is so close, close to Iowa and we mm-hmm. are bonkers about football too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice work, Joe Biden. And if you yourself would like to revisit the moment where Joe Biden said Iowa during the first presidential <laughs> debate of 2020, if you go to the uh, C-SPAN video on YouTube of the debate, it's at one hour, 48 minutes and 55 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then they moved on to the final segment, which was election integrity oh did we touch on uh antifa is an idea not a group oh no i didn't write that down dude that was amazing that was like the one piece of like left-wing knowledge that an old head like joe biden could pass down (laughs) is antifa is an idea not an not a group yeah i mean that for me that was a shining moment of the debate for joe biden (laughs) yeah wow he gets us he understands (laughs) i can't remember exactly what trump's response to that was but it was something like give me a break (laughs) well yeah well i'm i saw uh biden getting attacked over it like immediately afterwards saying that he wasn't going to be tough enough on antifa antifa fuck i feel like if it was fully called anti-fascist every time you said it it would be less easy to turn it into this radical right. <laughs> like leftist guerrilla gang <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I feel like i don't have a problem with the entire concept of anti-fascism being like an explicitly left radical thing yeah because it, yeah. it really like forces people to confront that like oh nobody else is actually confronting <laughs> fascism in a meaningful way mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, the Antifa shit is like, they're thinking of like the black block anarchists, like sure. Seattle WTO protest shit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's a hundred percent what they're thinking of. And it's like most of the protests aren't even close to that. So it's like, no. Yeah. And as Biden said, Antifa is an idea <laughs> more than it is an organized <laughs> yeah. group of people. God damn. He knows, man. He's dropping <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> Have we already gotten past the part where, yeah, it must have been during the climate section when Trump said that Biden was going to get rid of cows? <laughs> I I kind of like uh, glossed over that. I didn't mention the cow thing. Yeah. Evan, what did you know when you were talking about cows in your debate prediction <laughs> before? Uh, I mean, just cows are central to, I mean, everyone for the most part, eats beef if they're a real American. And <laughs> they also drink milk if they're a real American. Like, preferably together. Like, 
I don't care about the Old Testament. <laughs> this is America. I'm, yeah, just a psychic, I guess. Election integrity. So here's a quote from Biden. This is another one of those moments where he like looks at the camera. He's talking to us directly. He says, he cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election. And my response, want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> he could try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he could do his damnedest. And it's not like he's signaled that he's going to. To kind of circle back to something you had mentioned, Evan, I thought the most chilling part, honestly, of the whole debate was when Trump started telling people to go to the polls and be poll watchers during election day. I think that is definitely going to end in violence. There's going to be some violence that arises out of that or sometimes, you know, at least voter intimidation at the very least. Right. But that's the thing. That's been a factor in American elections since fucking time immemorial. Yeah. I mean, sad to say, I'm not downplaying it. And it's like terrible. Like like I said, that that is definitely like the worst thing I think that Trump said for (laughs) sure. But it's also not unprecedented. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Trump basically calls the 2016 election illegitimate, which is, of course, an election that he won, if you recall. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Russian interference. That's what he was talking about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, He's talking about mail-in ballots. He says, this is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. Uh, He claims that mailmen in West Virginia were selling ballots to people. (laughs) (laughs) He also, here's a good quote out of context. I love counting the votes. (laughs) (laughs) If there are mailmen in West Virginia who are selling the, the ballots, then like, that's like a pretty... High level grift. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm not condoning it, but <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned before that I've been watching The Sopranos with Ashley, and uh, one uh, recent like point of contention between Tony Soprano and uh, Richie something I don't remember his last name, but he was having uh, his guys sell cocaine on the garbage routes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a similar thing. <laughs> <laughs> Trump believes the uh, West Virginia mafia is trying to <laughs> trying to win the election for Joe. Yeah, it's better than being a coal miner. Yeah. As I was taking notes, I just uh, remembered the beginning of the segment when Biden said there's nothing Trump can do uh, if he loses the election. And then everything that came after that has been Trump uh, bringing up things that he could do to, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to impact the results of the election. Chris Wallace asks both candidates to urge their supporters to, quote, not engage in any civil unrest between election night and the final announcement of the results of the election. <laughs> <laughs> like, it even matters. Like, like well, it's sure. the same thing with the white supremacist shit. It's like, Trump can say whatever the fuck he wants. Like, there, there's going to be enough people who are going to get every other fucking message that he yeah. sends. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty pointless to be, like, asking the candidates to say, like, don't kill anyone over yeah. the election. <laughs> but also, he, he makes it so broad. Like, please urge your supporters <laughs> not to engage in any civil unrest. Nothing <laughs> like, naughty whatsoever. Nobody leave your homes on election night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think we're doing this thing called um, the purge this year. <laughs> Where no laws exist for 24 hours, and that's going to be election day. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so basically the entire election integrity segment of the debate was Trump uh, laying the groundwork to reject the election results. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty discouraging uh, if you believe in voting i guess as the the, the ultimate uh expression of your political man if you believe in voting (laughs) gotta be real to the cuts i i won't go that far but come on (laughs) yeah i I do think he will you know reject the results no matter what do i think he'll get away with it um right now i would be leaning towards no like if they actually you know it's it's pretty much up to the states to count the votes and I don't think mm. that any sort of, aside from like some sort of narrow court case, like they could make the Florida yeah. thing in 2000, where it's right. like one state decertifying it. I don't think that they would. Yeah, I, I just I don't think it's possible. But I've been wrong. <laughs> and he's broken everything else. So especially or, in his know, weekend, exacerbated state. and just shown. Well, more like just torn down the facade. But yeah, right. Well, Stella wanted to make some predictions on this episode, so maybe we should get into that since, uh, Evan, you're already kind of kind of laying down <laughs> what you think is going to happen. My prediction based on that election integrity segment in the debate was, actually, and this is actually what I wrote down as I was listening to it, if Trump is winning the vote count on the night of November 3rd, he's going to claim total victory regardless mm-hmm. of like the votes that come in afterwards. Yep. Yep. And on the other side, if he's losing on the night of the election, he's going to just claim that the remaining ballots are going to be in his favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's 100%. Or that fraud has taken place. I could see that happening too. Yeah, I guess it's I didn't even consider that aspect cuz I I feel like he'll be able to spin it in a way that's positive for him no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, he can either continue with the, like, mail-in ballots are all fraudulent. He, he can do that if he's winning on the night of. But if he is losing on the night of, he can kind of turn that and say, well, the rest of this, I'm going to catch up because of all the mail-in ballots. Yeah. Either way, he can play it to his favor. Mm-hmm. That's all I wrote down for a prediction. I didn't go any further into, like, he will continue sabotaging the uh, counting of the mail-in ballots, but that's also, I mean, he'll do what he can probably. I think it's more of a face-saving effort than uh, anything uh, too serious. Okay. To be honest. It's horrible. I mean, it's not it's not, it's not horrible, <laughs> but I think he whatever he can do to f- save yeah. face with the people who like him, as long as he can keep a segment of, enough people who like him around so you think it's more about uh his reputation than actually holding on to power um his ego less so his reputation i mean and well yeah i mean so connected i mean honestly I, I i don't know it's hard to say but yeah it just seems unlikely to me that he wouldn't just be talked out of it it's like at this point like if it's clearly pointing to like a biden biden victory then i don't think that there'll be enough people around him he'll lose his like uh little circle or whatever yeah i don't i don't think he has the brute force. If, if it's if it's like a blowout, I don't think uh, he's going to be able to stay in. I could see like what you said, Evan, with some sort of uh, 2000 situation happening with Florida. Yeah, if it's close, then all bets off, you know. But like, I just don't think that uh, he would be able to like cling to power if there was any sort of like conclusive victory. But he'll he'll claim to his grave that he won. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
he may go to his grave very soon, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that is true. I expect to outlive him, so it'll be an interesting day. <laughs> uh, we can all only hope. I, I think he's going to at least make it through the election. I hope he feels gross, though. I hope he feels, like, really, really sick. <laughs> I think he's going to insist on participating in the debate on October 15th, even though I think most people close to him, like his doctors and family and advisors, are going to tell him that that's probably a bad idea. Well, that's that's what they've been saying, is that he plans on debating. Like, right before we started recording, there was... Uh some sort of breaking news about that uh, apparently with his dad when his dad like was too old to run the business they like let <laughs> him pretend that. that he was still running the business <laughs> and just had him like have a phone that was only connected to the secretary and yeah. uh just a bunch of just random papers for him to sign and shit <laughs> so like that i guess is what i mean by like the people around him won't let it happen like they'll probably just yeah <laughs> like ivanka and jared <laughs> Will it just uh, like let him pretend that he's still president? I think we'll watch on the actual debate stage. We'll see him start really strong, and then we'll watch in real time as his like drug cocktail starts being less effective, and we'll watch him like yeah. come down and just like <laughs> like get really sweaty, and like he'll be grinding his teeth, and we're definitely gonna see he's gonna have a coughing fit at least once. Oh yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, man. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that debate will happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Biden, the Biden team says that they're happy to go forward with it as well. It seems yeah. extremely ill-advised to, <laughs> to have anybody be in the same room to do this. Like, it's totally unnecessary, yeah. but... Or car. Well, also, just the TV aspect of it, because, like, I don't think he'll necessarily be out of the woods by then. Yeah, that too. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's acting like he's fine right now. Yeah, so. but he's obviously not. <laughs> no, no. no one, like, obviously, the he just wanted to leave the hospital. He didn't doesn't have anything to do with his condition. I do think with the number of infections that have been reported, I think we'll at least have one more death before election day. Oh yeah, one more death among the uh, the Trump circle that is tested positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a congressperson or someone in the yeah. White House COVID cluster. I don't know about mm-hmm. before the election. But, like, I feel like statistically, well, I don't know. I guess there hasn't been that many. Like, there's, what, like, three or four Congress people now? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I know, like, Mike Lee, the senator, um, somebody from North or South Carolina. <laughs> I, I forget. <laughs> I had the list, but I forgot it. A bunch of people who were at that Amy Coney Barrett, like, yeah. thing at the Rose Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I got mean, it there. Chris Christie's in the hospital right now. That seems mm-hmm. like, you know decent bad <laughs> that could go pretty bad for him yeah uh there's pictures of rudy giuliani among people yeah. who tested positive as well and we all know yeah. that man's extremely healthy <laughs> <laughs> oh and kate mckinnon has played him on saturday night live so that's the kiss of death apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i got a prediction uh Joni ernst is gonna hold on to her senate seat <laughs> oh, yeah we could get into the iowa races uh, I've got the polling pulled up for those. So uh, right now, the the RCP poll average in that race, the Greenfield Senate race, has Greenfield up five. Oh, really? Wow. That's, yeah, the poll averages. That's one I'll be happy to be wrong about. This is the strategy for making predictions. Okay. okay. <laughs> Stella, what do you think of that one? Hmm, you know, 
I have kind of a pie-in-the-sky prediction. I think Iowa might swing blue this year. In the presidential. Yeah, and I think that'll be reflected down ticket. I bet Greenfield wins and Joni Ernst loses her seat. That's a hopeful prediction. Yeah. I also think like the results probably won't be very clear. Like thinking about how Iowa bungled the caucus, <laughs> I'm sure we won't know like the results of like who gets the seven coveted electoral votes from <laughs> Iowa <laughs> yeah. until probably a week or two out from the actual election. And mm-hmm. But I bet, you know what? I bet Joni... She's due for some. I don't know. I think she might. She won seat. by like six points last time. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the 2014 Senate race was Ernst with 52.1% and Bruce Braley with 43.8. She just wrecked him. 2014 was yeah. a pretty bad year for the Democrats. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe the COVID thing will sink her. Like, I know that was a big point of the last debate between her and Greenfield, was her talking about how they were like. Basically, ins- her insinuating that they were inflating COVID numbers to mm. make it look worse than oh, it is. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, Carissa Greenfield was like, you're disrespecting doctors and nurses and all that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that might, some of that might stick. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she lost, but I would, yeah. I would be a little bit surprised if she lost, I guess. Yeah. I would too, but I'm going to hope for the best. <laughs> I was kind of like teetering on the balance right now. And, I mean, the fact that Trump got COVID over the weekend means that a lot of this polling right. is probably like way outdated now. But uh, the mm. average has Biden up by half a percent in Iowa. So it's possible that it'll flip. And yeah, I already said that Greenfield is up five over Ernst. There has been very little polling of the congressional races. Like this is from late July, early August from Monmouth. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but they have Finkenauer up 11 in the first district. Yeah. And, I mean, Hinson's campaign has gone That's pretty, a lock, dude. <laughs> pretty poorly since then. So Garbage, dude. Yeah. yeah. She um, has no chance. This is a really surprising one. The second district, that poll had Miller Meeks up four over Rita Hart. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, she actually, they're both just so bland that, like, mm-hmm. she has... Marianne Miller Meeks has fucking name recognition over her. They yeah. look like pretty much the same person. <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm not being sexist with that, but like they look very similar. If you look at the pictures of them like on yeah. this website. Have we ever seen them in the same room? <laughs> well, you can tell Marionette Miller Meeks because she's got strings attached to her head <laughs> and limbs. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I probably shouldn't be talking about your mother this way, Stella. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd be shocked if Miller Meeks actually wins in the second district, but I guess we'll see. I did say months ago that it was possible, so. Yeah. Uh, Third district, again, they've been debating tonight, so this could all be thrown by David Young's stellar uh, debate performance. (laughs) But they have Axne up by eight. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I feel like that one's pretty safe, too. Yeah, I'm assuming she's yeah. going to hold on to that. I agree. And then the same poll has, in the 4th District, Randy Feenstra is up. Well, I already gave away that he's ahead of J.D. Scholten, but do you guys <laughs> want to take a guess as to how much? <laughs> 12. Uh, very close. Switch the numbers. Feenstra is up <laughs> 21 <laughs> points over J.D. Scholten. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, the fourth district is uh, not going to change their ways this year, it doesn't seem like. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe, I guess, yeah, there must be a significant number of people who really did actually not like Steve King for being maybe too obvious. <laughs> like, because J.D. Scholten, they were like, they were entertaining the idea that he could win in a general against Steve King. And he, he I mean, he didn't mm. really come that close, but. He was running, hoping he'd be against Steve King again. And now it's like, well, now you're against the uh, more presentable Steve King. So, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hinge my my overall prediction on one of these races and say that if Miller Meeks actually wins in the second district, I, I'm going to say that Trump is going to win the state. Mm. Um, but also, I mean, the fact that the polls have Greenfield up so much over Ernst tends to point in the direction of Biden winning the state also because, you know, both are yeah. statewide races. Something I like to coin right now is that the only poll that matters is election day, baby. So. <laughs> I can see some of the suburban voters turning on Ernst the same way they would turn on Trump. Uh, yeah, as Stella was saying, the the only poll that matters is election day. That's right. I'm I'm Joe Biden looking at the camera, telling you there's nothing Donald Trump can do as long as you vote. <laughs> vote. I don't have any answers for anything else. Just vote. Yeah. <laughs> if you need more reasons to, the president tweeted about 45 different uh, <laughs> reasons to vote in the yeah. middle of the night. Which is yeah. evidence of his sanity. They put him on steroids, <laughs> and he turned on the caps lock, and he was ready to go. Yeah. yeah. According to his doctor, his doctor, actually, or what's his name, Conley, actually said <laughs> that that was evidence that he was Jesus. in like sound mental health. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he's tweeting like normal. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, you know, give or take. <laughs> it's hard to tell from the baseline, you know. <laughs> but, oh, I yeah. do I do have one final prediction, cherry on top of this Sunday. How do you think the candidates will come down on the very important debate topic, um, which Casey's logo is better, <laughs> the uh, classic Casey's general store? yellow and red and brown or the new bastardization <laughs> everyone's gonna go for the old one just out of tradition you know yeah the new one sucks the Our democrats are blue blue mega i mean i don't think <laughs> the democrats are explicitly selling blue mega i mean they're gonna go for the old one both that's true yeah go back to tradition i do think <laughs> aesthetically the new casey's logo is just like bland and pretty it's awful. bad dude I hate it, and I I didn't even really like their old one. <laughs> right, but it's got that. It's very classic, identifiable. Uh, yeah, the colors. Yeah. you've got a bright red and a bright yellow together, and it just it really pops, you know. Yeah, yeah. When you lose the yellow, you lose a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yellow is such an underrated color, though, for real. Yeah, yeah. it's um, the color that the least number of Mar of Americans say is their favorite. I like really? a yellow car, you know? Yellow was, when I was young enough to yellow have a shirt. favorite color, uh, a yellow was, was my favorite color. <laughs> oh, dang. Now I am- Outside I'm, the box. I'm no longer a child, so I've put away childish things. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite color is blue. <laughs> yeah. Well, yellow has a lot of, like, coward, you know, like, you know. Yeah, it has a lot of negative connotations. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm more of a purple fan these days. Oh, that's good. I vary between blue and green. 
Well, now that folks know all of our favorite colors, uh, that, I mean, that's <laughs> far more important than all that stuff that happened at the debate. Last <laughs> that it really was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I, w- I was going to make one more prediction. And this is kind of a reversal of the way that I felt before. But seeing the recent polling averages and the fact that Trump got COVID and maybe he's going to die, I think that Biden's probably <laughs> going to win Iowa now. <laughs> but also, I'm going to hedge that a little bit and say, who the fuck knows what's going to happen over the next month? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. Biden will get COVID next. That, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that would be a real shock to the system, wouldn't it? Not really. If that happens, <laughs> you heard it here, though. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, but as of this moment, I think it looks like he will maybe just barely win. But It'll be a squeaker. It's going to be close. Yeah, I, I think very regardless moment, of whether so. he wins Iowa, that he will likely win the election, though. Yeah, that's like, probably It's definitely not going to hinge. It's definitely not going to hinge no, no, in no. Iowa. Definitely not. Iowa <laughs> is the jewel in the crown that is the American presidency. I think we can all agree. It is funny. We have lost like our swing states. I mean, people still ostensibly consider it a swing state, but we've kind of lost our swing state status in the past like three or four cycles. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, nobody was really considering Iowa to be in play like early on in this election. But now I think it is. Mm-hmm. But there have been a lot of factors leading up to that. <laughs> yes. It's it's not just that the Democrats are uh, excellent campaigners. They've had a lot of help. <laughs> I did have two two more little things from the debate that I wanted to end on. If you guys are ready to stop talking yeah, yeah, about it's been debate. like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pee, bro. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm grateful that the candidates did not have the opportunity to present final remarks and the debate just sort of ended abruptly. Yeah, I thought it was a little <laughs> it was a little anticlimactic as yeah. well. Which I appreciated because it's such an inconsequential yeah. event. Uh, <laughs> it just led right into the complaining about how horrible it was. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him pretend otherwise. Yep. And then one more thing, uh, as they were clearing out the room, somebody in the audience with the red hat, they just yelled, President Trump, the greatest president of all time. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the energy we need. Damn. That, was, that was definitely Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Had to hold it in the whole night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was a, an answer to you when Biden was like, you're the worst president we've ever had? <laughs> yeah. He wrote down on his little notepad, like, <laughs> I have a rebuttal for this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually greatest president (laughs) we can definitely wrap up i just wanted to make sure that we know that we send thoughts and prayers and healing vibes to friend of the pod rick moranis who was (laughs) the victim of a tragic punch and his number one fan Allie in the graphics department of rock hard caucus wishes Mm -hmm. him the best Mm -hmm. that's right rick if you're listening uh god bless we we pray for your swift recovery from that Amen. really confusing attack <laughs> that <laughs> apparently happened for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Unexplainable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. That's been the Rock Hard Caucus return to electoralism. Uh, we're all very excited about voting now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to talk more about the upcoming debates over the next month. Yeah, woo! I do have a little thing to plug before we go. Uh, over the weekend, Evan and I made an appearance on a 
quite similar podcast to ours, uh, Radio Free SD. The SD stands for South Dakota. Uh, you can find their show on Anchor.fm. I think it's Anchor.fm slash Radio Free SD. But I'll be like retweeting it and stuff. That episode will probably come out before this one. But I think it was a pretty good time. Yeah, it was fun. All love to South Dakota. Yeah, yeah for sure. Except for their government. <laughs> right, just just for the people. Uh, it's very pretty, though. Yeah. It's a very pretty state. You can drive fast there. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. You can drive drunk there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're an elected official, you can drive drunk, no consequences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but th- those guys seem really cool. I've listened to a few episodes of their thing, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, kind they of... They interviewed uh, Norman Finkelstein. Yeah, Finkelstein. twice I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Yeah, a couple young guys talking about communism and stuff from a, a neighboring state. So if you're looking for a similar show but in a state close to ours instead of ours, I don't know. Let's keep listening to us, but you can maybe listen to them too. <laughs> if you have time, you can listen to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and should. <laughs> also, thanks to everyone on Patreon. Yeah, of course. Uh, if, if you'd like to give us money, you can do that, uh, but no pressure from me. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to watch that debate, but I had a good time discussing it with my friends tonight, so thanks, Evan and Stella. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Until next time, signing off. Goodbye. <laughs>